You are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast, episode number 68, March 7th, 2023. This show is powered by Constrata.io. Leading with operations, solving with technology. This is Scott Lawton, CEO and co-founder of Bartaco, and you're listening to Skip on the Tech Chef Podcast. Off-premise strategy, business continuity. How about a taste test of restaurant technology? drive through or curbside, mobile apps or AI. It's all on the menu, cooking up for the day. It's a recipe for success. You're in good hands with a tech chef. Make a plan to be your best. Strategize with the tech chef. Well, hello and welcome back to the Tech Chef. This is your host, Skip Kimple. Looking for ways to optimize your restaurant or hospitality business? Look no further than this podcast. Each week, we sit down with industry experts and suppliers to explore the latest technology solutions designed to streamline your operations. From cloud-based point-of-sale systems to inventory management tools, we cover it all. Our goal is to equip you with the knowledge you need to take your business to the next level. By tuning into our show, you'll gain valuable insights that can help you make informed decisions about the technology solutions that are right for your company. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to our show today. For all of you that saw me speak over the past couple of days, I hope you enjoyed yourselves. You were fun and engaged audiences. Web3 and the metaverse can really stoke some different thoughts and emotions in people, and I had fun exploring the technology as a whole with you and hearing your thoughts on where this technology is headed. It is still the Wild West out there when it comes to these topics, and we have yet to see where it lands. Hopefully, you had some good takeaways and are now challenging yourself a little bit more so that you understand how these technologies work a little bit better. So here we are all at Mertech. Hopefully you're having a fantastic show and are winning lots of money here at the Paris Hotel in Vegas. The content of this show has been absolutely fantastic thus far, and it has been a while since I've seen this many people at one of these shows. This very well might be a record attendance for Mertech. Well, today on The Tech Chef, we will be talking about crafting a digital palette. Scott Lawton, the CEO and co-founder of Bar Taco, joins the show. Bar Taco is a coastal-inspired restaurant serving fresh, upscale street food in a relaxed environment. Scott has over 25 years of leadership experience in the hospitality arena and rejoined Bar Taco in 2020 under the new private ownership of El Catterton, where he oversees the concept's overall vision and growth. That year, Lawton led the rollout of Bar Taco's on-demand hospitality dining model and continues to pave the way for other restaurant leaders looking to create a seamless guest experience. Under his leadership, Bar Taco was recognized as Hospitality Technologies Mertech Breakthrough Awards in 2022 for the restaurant's signature on-demand hospitality. Prior to becoming CEO of Bar Taco, Lawton was Chief Operating Officer for Bar Teca, managing development, day-to-day operations, and personnel recruitment. Lawton previously held leadership roles with Tribeca Grill, Buckhead Life, and Big Time Restaurants. Enjoy the show. 
Joining us today is Scott Lawton, CEO and co-founder of Bartaco. Scott, thank you for joining us here today. Thanks for having me, Skip. I'm super excited to talk about you. It wasn't long ago that, well, actually years ago, I heard about Bartaco, and we'll get into that in a little bit, and I'll tell you some of the history there. But recently, I was up in Wisconsin visiting family, and I saw Bar Taco up there, and I'm like, oh, we got to go check this out. I've never been to one before. And I got to tell you, it was a very, very good experience with very, very good food. So I'm very interested to hear from you kind of the background of how you started Bar Taco and, and why you did it. Bar Taco was started 13 years ago back in Port Chester, New York. At the time, I was running a Spanish tapas concept called Barcelona Wine Bar. Um, I was the uh, COO and the two co-founders, Andy, Sa- Andy and Sasha, Andy Forsheimer and Sasha Marbatutz, um, had hired me to run that brand. Um, Sasha and I started to I- ideate around this concept of a of a lifestyle brand, a place that was going to be sort of a casual, fun uh, getaway, an escape, uh, you know, an hour or two just to feel like you're at the beach or you're somewhere healthy and fun. And we had been sort of obsessed with this idea of creating a lifestyle brand within the restaurant industry. And uh, it became Bartaco. That's that's what we, we came up with. And uh, the first one started then and we've been going ever since. It's interesting how you described it because that is the exact vibe I had when I went to it. So it was over Christmas when I went to it in Wisconsin. So stepping out of the cold and the snow and into your location, it felt really good. I mean, it just it just felt like I was not in Wisconsin anymore. So the atmosphere that you attempted to create, you pulled it off because I definitely felt that. How many locations do you currently have? We currently have 26 locations. Um, we've got four more underway this year, so we'll, we should be at 30 uh, by the end of the year. How many states does that span across? We are in currently 11 states. By the end of the year, it'll be 12, and we're also in the District of Columbia. Okay. And are they primarily corporate-owned or franchised? What does that look like? It's it's completely owned uh, by El Catterden private equity group and, uh, and, and, and me and, uh, yeah. So I used to be the senior vice president of it for Anthony's Colfer pizza and which was also Catterton acquisition. And I came on about the time that, um, Catterton got involved with Anthony's about the time I left, you know, we were always watching what Catterton was up to. I saw bar taco come on their, their menu of companies that they were acquiring at the time. So that's when I first heard of your name. So that's kind of the synergy here that we have in regards to the Catterton folks, but they're oh, good. That's funny. They're good people. I, I really enjoyed working with them. Me too. You know, I've heard all sorts of private equity nightmares in my life and, and, and I have nothing bad to say about El Catterton. They've been um, incredible partners and uh, I've really enjoyed working with them. They've got your back all the way. That's for sure. No question about it. I'm going to start off the top of the show here a little bit about your technology stack and kind of what that looks like. Um, your back of house, your POS. What are you using for POS right now? It's interesting. We're, we're right now we use micros as a POS, but it's really, we don't fully utilize the micro system. What we do is uh, we, we use a third party system that's called OneDine, mm-hmm. um, which is a digital ordering platform 
It's um, it's a web-based product that uh, pushes in and out of micros through Omnivore. And um, most of our customers order with their phones. Almost 90% of them do. Um, so so a lot of that is really just – right now, micros really just sort of serves as a as a conduit for the ordering that, that's going through one dine. Um, and then, and, you know, eventually we, we see ourselves kind of moving towards a commerce cloud and not a traditional POS at all. Mm-hmm. My good friend, Rom, do you know Rom Krupp over there at one dine? No, Rom very well. He's a good guy. I really like him yeah. and his company. They do a great job over well, there. Rom and I have worked very closely together for the last, uh, two years, uh, in the pandemic when we decided to try this idea of full service digital and convert all of our restaurants to that model. Um, There were only a few companies out there that were able to create um, a good ordering process at the table and keep a check open, which is actually a very complicated thing to do Mm -hmm. as I found out. And uh, Rom was one of them. So we ended up partnering with Rom and um, I think we were his biggest client as far as a full service restaurant that was trying to do this. So he really worked hard with us to help us develop it and make it work the exact way Bartaco needed it to work. Cause I think it was helping him as well for that, for that side of the business. And we've had a terrific partnership. He did a great job during in one dine did a great job during COVID where they really helped restaurants out. They helped them figure out how to stay alive in the marketplace a lot of restaurants could, couldn't do it, but he happened to have the product ready. And then he really, he put his personal time and effort to make sure that he was out there helping restaurants get through the struggle of COVID. So um, I have a lot of respect for him. How yeah, about, me too. How about uh, back of house, labor software? What are you kind of using on that side of the fence? So back of house, we use Craftable. Um, and you know, that is, um, that is also, they have beverager and foodager within their system. So you've got a beverage management program as well as a food man, you know, food purchasing system, um, within foodager, we have expanded and been sort of working closely with Sam Zotz on, um, on a predictive prep product model. Okay. product that we're using um, that he's built for us. And, uh, you know, I, I assume they'll be selling it to others as well, but uh, it, it, it takes in our product mix and our sales projections and, and then helps us uh, establish sort of our pars for what we need for the day, uh, which helps us sort of, you know, manage our, not only our food costs, but our labor. Well, it's so important, especially this year. And, and, you know, we don't know what the future state of the economy looks like, but from a consulting perspective, we're seeing a lot of concentration on back of house. Those are the two main costs that you can really control are uh, your labor and your food cost. New customer acquisition, I think is going to be tough this year, just because people are watching their, their pocketbooks a little tighter. Um, but uh, you're definitely going down the right path of having a, a strong labor and back of house management tool for sure. Well, yeah, I, you know, I think front of the house was kind of the first thing we all had to tackle because we had to get sales and we had to leverage digital and everybody had to learn that through COVID. Um, but the real pressures that are hitting all of us right now are food costs and labor and labor is getting, you know, in, incredibly challenging and, and food costs is, is, is always a challenge. And there's just frankly, just a lot of room to get better 
at food cost. Um, there, you know, the, the restaurant industry has been a real laggard in using technology for things like that. You know, manufacturing has been way ahead of us and, and, and fast food's gotten very good at it, but all, most of their technology is proprietary to these big companies like McDonald's or Chick-fil-A. So now to see products coming out that, um, can, can really help with the back of the house and the product management, um, I think is sort of the next frontier, and I think there's a lot of lot more work to do, um, and I think there's a lot more um, lot more to come on this. I think, you know, with AI um, AI sales predictive uh, technology and things like that, when you start to incorporate that and thinking that the, if if they can factor in weather and events and everything that's going on in your world and tell you exactly how much food should be made and, and track that prep cook and, 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 you know, how long it t- them, how long it takes them to make it and all of those things. Just think about how, how much more efficient we can be with it all. Absolutely. Well, you, it sounds like you're very hands-on as a, you know, as a uh, CEO, uh, not too many CEOs can go into this much detail about their technology and their technology stack. But I think the restaurants have also realized that technology is now, it's no longer a, a cost center. It is a revenue stream and a profit center. And yeah, yeah you know, we ended up, um, we, I, I have always been really interested in technology when, even when, when, or we founded Bartaco, um, you know, I partnered with a company, a young company called wisely at the time I was their first customer. And, uh, I, I, I sort of helped convince them to build a weightless management system as sort of the front face of a, um, of a CRM customer database. And, you know, that started to be one of the first products they built and they built it for us. Um, And so I got, I got very involved with them through their process and uh, stayed involved with them and invested in them. And, and uh, so I got very involved in technology and I do, I, I'm involved in a lot of different tech companies and I spend a lot of time on our tech stack. And uh, it's, it's a big part of the way our company runs. You know, we completely, redesigned our labor model based on technology and did it in a way that really nobody's ever done it before. It's funny. You said that you invested in wisely. I was just about to say, I hope they rewarded you when they were sold to Olo, but uh, you probably did quite well during that. That was a, that was a gift. Yeah. I was excited about that. Yeah. Uh, I was excited. I was excited for them too. Those guys worked really hard for it. Oh yeah, they have. And Olo is really, I mean, They've they've bought some pretty stellar products over the past couple of years. Plus, now they have the the omnivore stack as well. Yeah, you know, I, I think Noah's vision of um, of uh, the whole digital uh, sort of you know universe of a restaurant is right on, um, and I think he's been really strategic about buying the right kind of companies to to build that. Um, so I'm really excited for you know, what the future holds. And I think he's got the right vision on that too. So, you know, I wish him all the best. I really hope they, they, they go, they go a long way. Well, having said that, can I assume that you're using Olo for online ordering? I do. Yes. I use Olo. (laughs) Somehow I made that connection. I don't know how that Uh happened, but. uh... Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's very interesting. Uh, uh, Noah just released a video actually that I thought was interesting uh, that I think, sort of succinctly explains what it means to be a digital restaurant. You know, he did, he did a video uh, that that's out now that, that I saw it. I, it's amazing yeah. video. I thought it was great. You know, it, 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 I had my wife watching cause I'm like, see, this is what we've been talking about. And she goes, Oh, now I get it. 
that the production of it was it was at a different level than I've seen anything done in the past in our industry. You really went Me to too. It. it was extraordinary. Yeah, yeah really good. It was. What just curious, what did you do before starting Bartaco? Uh, before starting Bartaco, well, I've been in the restaurant industry since I was 15 years old. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. And um I, uh, you know, I went to college and spent six years wasting, wasting time at, 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 uh, college. Well, I, I was wasting time and college wasn't a waste of time, but I was wasting time. Uh, and, uh, ended up, uh, realizing that I just loved restaurants. So I went to culinary school and then I ended up in New York, uh, working in at Myriad restaurant group at Tribeca grill and Nobu back in the nineties. Nice. Then uh, ended up in Florida and worked my way up to a uh, to the COO of a restaurant called Big Time Restaurant Group down there. They had 14 restaurants at the time. And then I moved up to run Barcelona restaurants uh, up in Connecticut and did that for several years before we co-founded Bar Taco together. So I just have kind of been in it my whole life. I've always been an operator. And, um, but I've also been sort of back of the house and kind of in the weeds with the finances and the technology and the, how things work. That's and, always been my interest. And that is why you're successful is because you have come up through all of those different aspects of the restaurant and you've gotten involved in every aspect of the restaurant as well. Um, and I've been blessed to have great mentors and work for great companies. Excellent. Can you just describe for the audience of what it's like to walk in and order from your menu? Because it's all, you try to drive it digital, obviously, correct? Yes. So can you tell me well, about what a, what a customer or guest experience is? It's still a full service hospitality experience. It's not QSR. And so if you walk into Bar Taco, you're going to be greeted by a, by a manager, a friendly manager at the door, and there'll be a hostess to seat you at a table. And when they seat you at the table, they're going to ask you if you're familiar with Bartaco, if you've been there before. Um, and if you say, sure, yes, though, so they're going to make sure, well, do you know how to order uh, with the QR code? And some may say no, or, or, or they may say, no, I don't want to do that, which is fine. We'll give you the paper card and the pencil, which is the way it used to always work. And we'll hand you that. And we can say you can order like that just on the sushi card. But if you are familiar with it, uh, you can order digitally or even if you're not, but you're willing to try, we'll we'll show you. It's really simple. Um, there's no app to download or anything like that. You just tap. You can either scan the QR code or you can actually just tap your phone to the QR code because it has a chip in it and the menu pops right up. Um, it's not like those menus you see, uh, which drives me crazy when you go to restaurants and they give you a link to a PDF file that yes. you have to like search <laughs> around and you can't, you know, it's like, this is a very clean, very simple little menu, easy to read. It's as easy as uh, if you were looking at a menu on DoorDash or anything like that, but it is got the bar taco feel. Um, one of the things that was really important to me about the ordering process of the menu was, you know, a lot of digital ordering menus um, are, highly modified. And what I mean by that is when you pick an item, it takes you straight into the modifiers mm -hmm. so that you choose. I want this, this way, no salt, uh, extra cheese, uh, add shrimp or whatever it may be. Um, I didn't want that, uh, because what happens when you do that is all of a sudden every check that comes up 
has 47 modifiers on it and the kitchen is creating food instead of making our menu. Um, so Rom was really helpful in helping us build something where you can just hit one of these, two of these, three of these. And if you tap the menu item, you can, and you can go in and add modifiers, but it doesn't, it doesn't default you to modifiers. So that once we were able to do that, that took us from a, like a three and a half minute time to order to a 60 second time to order. Um, Cause our goal is not to have you coming in with your friends and be on your phone. Uh, our, our goal is that you can spend time with each other. Um, so the ordering part is pretty easy. Um, we don't have waiters, but instead of waiters, we have service leaders. So service leaders are a manager position. Um, they are a cross between a captain of a restaurant and the kid at the Apple store. Um, they're there to make sure you're happy and you have everything you need and your table's in great shape and to answer any questions on the menu. And they're, but they're also there to make sure you're comfortable with the technology. And if you're having a little trouble, they'll, they'll help you through it really quick. And, and, and they're there to make sure you feel good about it. And if you're not feeling good about it, they'll say, don't worry about it. And they'll give you the paper card and let you do your order. So, so we're not trying to ram it down anybody's throat. Um, but most people find once they've done it once or twice, it's so easy and so convenient that they like it. So, so you're sitting at the table, you've been greeted, you know how to order. And then you, um, you know, you tap two margaritas and, uh, and, a and a guac and chips and three minutes later, four minutes later, they shows up at your table. Uh, you, you're getting down to the last of your drink instead of trying to, twist your head around trying to find a waiter. You just tap one more margarita, one more margarita and it shows up at the table. Um, so that's sort of the on-demand ordering model. But you are still being checked on throughout the time. There's food runners. There's drink runners that bring everything to your table and maintain your table. At the end, when you're done, um, you just get up and leave. You don't have to uh, settle the check or anything like that. Um, you know, at the beginning, it lets you know there'll be an 18% gratuity unless you'd like to change it. So at the end, if you feel like service wasn't great, you can go and turn it down. Or if you feel like service was exemplary, you can turn it up a little. Most people just walk out and are happy with the 18% tip though. Um, and, and you know, we don't get it. I would have thought we would have gotten a lot of complaints about that, but we don't get any really. Um, and uh, so that's been a really great experience. Um, you know, my, my daughter right now is uh, 14 years old. She's at Bartaco Westport. It's her birthday. And that's where she wants to go and all her friends. Uh, every 14-year-old, this makes perfect sense, too. Every 25-year-old, this makes perfect sense, too. My dad, he's not a big fan. Uh, he doesn't want to do that. But he doesn't <laughs> mind ordering on the card. Right. Uh, so, it, it, you know, it, what we've tried to do is sort of um, – we've tried to leverage digital where it takes away menial tasks from our team so that we can really lean in on the human experience and throw the party and make sure everybody's having fun and engage the employee, the, the, the customers in a really genuine way. What um, you, that's you, focus. you mean you actually focus on hospitality? And I, I say that kiddingly because so many restaurants have gone this digital path and they forget that we're in the hospitality business. All of those touch points mean so much to a guest. So you're doing it right there as well. Yeah. So, so I'll give you an example of how we use digital focus on hospitality. When the meal's done and you go and you're on your way home or right after you get home, you'll get a text from us 
asking you to answer a four, four or five question survey, which will reward you with a taco token, a virtual taco token if you fill it out, which looks like a little Mario token spins up and drops in your wallet. Um, and those questions are directly centered around your experience at that table that day and how to go. Those questions, when you fill those out, go into a report that every single one of us reads every single day, including the service leader that was taking care of your table. And we know, and it, their name is attached to every single rating. Uh, so they see how they did. They get stacked ranked amongst their peers. They get bonused based on their performance and how, and the number one question with the most points is, would you, re, would you ask for this service leader again if you came back? Um, so, you know, they are incented to be friendly and take care of you. And, uh, and we measure it and we use it we do it digitally. When you kicked off Bar Taco, were the restaurants this tech savvy to begin with, or is this something that, um, kind of came out of COVID? So it's an interesting story. When I, I come from white tablecloth, fine dining. I had really never done anything much less than that, uh, prior to Bar Taco. But you know, when we launched Bar Taco 13 years ago, our idea was, remember, this was in, it was actually, when we were, when we were ideating Bar Taco, it was um, 2008. So this, we were in the middle of a recession, a bad one. Mm. And we were trying, we were thinking of this concept lifestyle brand that feels like an escape, that's healthy, but high octane alcohol and fun, and that's affordable. And we were trying to come up with this idea of a new concept that, that was a leaner labor model that could work that way. And so our idea at the time was we are going to have these paper cards that everybody can order on and we'll have sort of a mater D that runs around the restaurant and grabs the cards and brings them to a cash register where one person rings them in and then we'll have food runners and drink runners that bring the product out to the tables. Um, so it was a no waiter concept in the beginning and that's how we started it. Um, we were so busy that it just was, we, we ended up just going back to the standard waiter model because we were just having a really tough time with the volume, which was a good problem at the time. And frankly, there was, was no technology that solved this problem at the time. So it wasn't even a thought. Um, so we went through years of that. Um, when COVID hit, we went, we reverted to that model um, because we wanted a no contact model. Um, but we did it digitally. We used sort of Olo didn't have, um, table ordering at the time, but they, we just sort of used this Frankenstein version of their, uh, drive through at the thing. The only problem was you had to pay as you ordered, which is challenging because you order multiple times at bar taco. Um, but when we did that, we found it was resonating both with the customers it was also getting the food out faster. Tables were turning faster uh, and people were liking it. Um, so and that, and, and if you remember during COVID, there was this point where waiters were home collecting checks um, and they couldn't work, you know, especially part-time waiters couldn't work because they'd rather collect the check. And I understand that. So this became sort of what we were doing. We suddenly just added some managers to the floor and, and we started having them order digitally. And then the the thing that really put me over the top for that was since there weren't waiters collecting the tip money, 
we were able to take, we took the tip money and we just split it out amongst the rest of the staff, uh, all the hourlies, the food runners and the drink runners and the dishwashers and the cooks and, and paid them a base salary. And all of a sudden those guys were making 23 to $26 an hour when before they were making 16 or $17 an hour. So during COVID we had suddenly transformed their lives. They were making great money. Um, and that's what I said. You know, I think, technology is ready for this. We've got to lean in and use the rest of COVID, the time of COVID to hone this, get the tech right, get the service model right, and and make this work. Did you find that your customer base that was there pre-COVID and the ones that came back post-COVID, did they struggle or were they reluctant to use this new technology or were they already adapted to it? Because we found in a lot of cases where COVID really helped the rapid adoption with the consumer to understand some of these new technologies. So I think every one of those cases you just said is a yes. Um, some, some came back and struggled and didn't want it. And they, so that's why we still offer the paper version and, sure. and you can still do it the way you used to. Um, some came in and loved it and adopted it or had learned it through COVID when we were doing you know, when we were doing, um, you know, dining, you know, half dining rooms and things like that. So a lot of people had become a lot more comfortable. I think a significant about of people that would not have been comfortable with it pre-COVID had learned to be comfortable with it through their digital journey over the years of COVID. And then I think we brought on a whole new customer base of young people that just love it and don't understand why everybody's not doing it. Yep. I would agree with that statement. As Scott, you, you're going to be at um, Mertech coming up, right? My team's going to be there. Uh, I will not be there this year. Okay. I was just going to say, because this show is going to launch on Tuesday, right when we're at Mertech. So um, your team will probably get a lot of notifications that, uh, that you were on the show and you did a great job. So anybody out there listening to the show, hunt down the Bartaco people and make sure you tell them that uh, Scott did an amazing job. Thank you so much for coming on the show and being a part of the Tech Chef. I, we could keep talking. I had a lot more notes for you, but uh, I love the fact that you were so involved. You're so enthusiastic about what you do and you produce really, really good food. Hey, Skip, I really appreciate you thinking about me. If you have never eaten at a bar taco before, do yourself a favor and check them out. Not only is the food amazing and fresh, but the experience is a real treat as well. Something about being able to control your own experience through the ordering process all the way to the payment at the end of your visit makes it special. Of course, as Scott talked about, hospitality and service is not compromised through these digital methods. Technology should never be used to replace hospitality and touch points. Hospitality is such an important part of the value proposition you bring to your guests. If you'd like to reach out to me or the show, you can do so via everything social at Skip Kimple or everything at Constrata. This includes Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. You can also go to the website at skipkimple.com for all of the archive shows and the show notes associated with those podcasts. You can also hear these new episodes on the Constrata website at constrata.io. And of course, you can always email me at skip.kimple at constrata.io. We have so many awesome guests scheduled to come on this podcast, but there is nobody more awesome than my partner in crime, 
Mr. Toby Melbeck. He is here with me at Murtech, and you know what that means, right? You got it. Next week will be our obligatory coverage of the show. So for those of you who are not able to attend, be on the lookout for that podcast next Tuesday. Thank you to the RTN and HT for making this event one to remember. The connections, relationships, and networking was second to none. I always know that when I go to an RTN event, I am going to walk away with some very solid takeaways and some great new friends. Tomorrow, I'm headed back home. So for all of you traveling over the next few days, please travel safe, stay healthy, and stay hungry, my friends. Bye.